हिंदू राष्ट्र बनाना है तो अपने फोन की लाइट खोल कर आपका समर्थन दो भारत के लोगों को महाराष्ट्र के लोगों को पता चला महाराष्ट्र What is happening in, in India? What uh, you heard there was uh, one of India's top supremacist Hindu supremacist leaders, T. Raja Singh, who is giving a hate speech to thousands of cheering supporters, calling Muslims insects, cockroaches, uh, saying, "Whosoever talks against Hindus, we will not spare them. They need to be killed for the country to be a Hindu Hindu Rashtra or Hindu Hindu country Hindu nation." And this is why, as uh, Shok Swain writes. Genocide Watch puts India at the top of its list. So welcome to the Rhetorical Leadership Podcast. My guests today are Dr. Ashok Swain and um, and uh, Noor Yahan Khan. Dr. Dr. Swain is um, a doctor of or professor and head of department uh, of the Department of Peace and Conflict Research. And he is the UNESCO Chair on International Water Cooperation and the Director of Research at the School of International Water Cooperation at Uppsala University. He is also the founding editor-in-chief of Environment and Security of the Environment and Security Journal, and jointly, which is jointly jointly published by Sage Publishing and Environmental Peacebuilding Association. And his uh, field, broadly speaking, is peace studies. Welcome to the uh, podcast, Doctor uh, Doctor Swain. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, also on the podcast is uh, Nurian Khan, who is uh, has a uh, was it master's degree in uh, mass communications yeah. from uh, Bangalore University. Uh, so here we have uh, a quite a wide variety of uh, of expertise on these on these uh, topics. My pleasure. And uh, welcome. And uh, we are here to talk about uh, the majoritarian threat currently facing the Indian democracy. And uh, to start off, I'd like to uh, uh, share a little bit of a quote from uh, Democracy in America by uh, uh, Alexis de Tocqueville, find it one of the um, first kind of studies of the democratic system in a more modern nation. At the time, it was in the 1830s, America was quite a young democracy, and it was a democracy that was a majoritarian democracy. He observed how, for example, in Baltimore at an election, Black people would not vote, even though they had the right to vote, because they feared the backlash from the from the whites if they had too much of an influence on the election. And he writes about this threat and was quite shocked by it. He loved a lot of things about democracy, but this is one thing that he feared. And he said, fetters and headsmen were the coarse instruments the tyranny formerly employed, but the civilization of our age has perfected despotism itself. Though it seemed to have nothing to learn, monarchs had, so to speak, materialized oppression. The democratic republics of the present day have rendered it as entirely an affair of the mind as the will which it is intended to coerce. Under the absolute sway of one man, the body was attacked in order to subdue the soul. So that's in the monarchies. They would try to attack the body, they tried to imprison people, torture people. But the soul escaped the blows which were directed against it and rose proudly superior. 
Such is not the course adopted by tyranny in democratic republics. There is the body, there the body is left free, and the soul is enslaved. The master no longer says, you shall think as I do or you shall die, but he says, you are free to think differently from me and retain your life, your property, and all that you possess, but you are henceforth a, stra forth a stranger among your people. You may retain your civil rights, but they will be useless to you, for you will be never be chosen by your fellow citizens if you solicit their vote, and they will affect to scorn you if you ask for their esteem. You will remain among men, but you will be deprived of the rights of mankind. Your fellow creatures will shun you like an impure being, and even those who believe in your innocence will abandon you, lest they should be shunned in their turn. Go in peace. I have given you your life, but it is an existence worse than death. So some of those things um, apply to India, some don't necessarily. Uh, many minorities currently are not safe to retain their, their property or their other civil rights. Um, but in addition, there is this kind of sense of you work within an, a democratic system to enforce a kind of uh, autocratic rule where the majority gets to make all the decisions and you shut up or get punished. What do you think about that, uh, that quote from, uh, from uh, de Tocqueville, uh, Dr. Swain? Yeah, I think this is uh, has a huge meaning in the context of India. Um, Tocqueville's idea had from you know uh, encouraged uh, research on social capital. Uh, that really helps to uh, sustain the democracy because democracy has this issue of. Uh, so I had a long-term research project in the 90s on the social capital and democracy in India. Mm -hmm. uh, inspired by the Tocqueville's ideas and you know how that and then Robert Putnam's and I think this is this is where uh, it's not a new um, thing which is a, a new threat to India but it it has become much more acute much more important mm -hmm. the reason is uh, we need to look at what India's population is uh, because, of course, 80%, nearly 80% are Hindus, or con considered the the law or the system considers them Hindu. Mm -hmm. But there is a huge division within the Hinduism that has been existing for thousands of years in different castes, different ways. So, so and the re language, reason, so there is a many. So Hindus were not really Hindus in that sense in one kind of category it's not it's not a monolith is what Mon you're saying yeah yeah in religious wise also in different ways considering india as a country it's not like uh, you know there is a lots of divisions within it right and that has been a boon for the country as well because the, even the hinduism to survive because uh, for so many uh, you know uh, centuries because of the so the issue is that it has a possibility to, uh, you can be anything within that uh, religion. And that was something which was, but what has so, happened? So the, you, what you're saying, just so I understand correctly, is that this kind of um, plurality or this kind of uh, diversity within Hinduism itself in India made a certain freedom possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can eat beef, 
you can be a hindu you can be a vegetarian you can be a hindu as well so oh, really? nobody okay, yeah. questioning it was defended nobody was there to tell who is a hindu or who is a not a hindu okay so it was uh, the, the the boundaries weren't very strongly enforced yeah exactly because there is not a single prophet or there is not a single uh, right it's a, it's a decentralized uh, priest, religious priest system saying that who will tell me hindu or who is i, I mean I, I, i myself will decide whether i'm hindu or not that right, was the right. and i think this is this is one way i think that is the best thing considering it is a majority population 80% in a country where the democracy was uh, in 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 the initial stage it's you know uh, and it's a new country it's a new project india has never been a country like this ever before since it became 1947 whatever the you can say this culture or the whatever is a thousands or millions of years old but as a country it's a new country okay so it's a new country and it's a new project of that nature so you need to have the, but if you are going for a democracy uh, or electoral uh, competition who will win the election and will rule the country rule everyone and if that election in that elections if uh, you easily go for this kind of majoritarianism because and the democracy is not democracy when there are no minority rights mm-hmm. i mean if, if, if the you you uh, it's a impo- it's a good to have a authoritarian ruler rather than a majoritarian uh, democracy because the majoritarian democracy there is you, you can justify because larger number of people are agreeing to it because you can do all kinds of harms to a particular section of the society right so, so, so what you're saying there just to spe- just to make that clear so what you're saying is sometimes even the ruler rule of one is uh, almost more to be preferred than a majoritarian autoc- autocracy or, or autocratic democracy because the majoritarian will feel that they have validation that they have the people behind them to do whatever they want to right so they have a mandate whereas the uh, rule of one sometimes will be a bit afraid to get too many people against them absolutely and it will he will be considered you know in the international criminal court or even the morally internationally will have that kind of challenge to say that whether does he have a legitimacy or she has a legitimacy to do so mm-hmm. whereas in the majoritarian rule uh, you have the electoral legitimacy where you can say that look this is not my decision this is a elected government which took the decision i didn't want to do this the people wanted yeah. me to do people this people wanted yeah. to do it so you can pass on the blame and i think this is why it is very very important in a segmented society like india uh, where you must have um, minority rights are protected mm-hmm. yeah. to protect that minority rights you must have the willingness among the majoritarian group that this is important Mm-hmm. because they, they so, must be in some ways the majority must be willing to limit their power exactly yeah mm-hmm. because uh, or there has to be a consensus that this is the larger good of good of the nation mm-hmm. or larger good of humanity depending on particularly if you are in the nationalist world we we, we need to have that kind of uh, approach yeah. and that actually started in the post independence period the post independence period there is of course india has never been a perfect democracy nobody will say nor a perfect secular country nobody would say consider it. but there has been always this at- approach or attention that we you know we must 
protect certain kind of uh, democratic value uh, transfer of power will be on the basis of election and at the same time there will be certain rights and certain issues of minorities will be respected mm -hmm. there have been some issues sometimes there have been attacks on it like you know on the muslims on the uh, sikhs on the christians but there has been not like a way that the it's continuous it's a long term or, or the party taking um, credit for it mm -hmm. you see the uh, when you will see the even the when there has been an issue with the congress which uh, in the with the sikhs in Punjab, when there has been an attack on the Golden, Golden Temple, that time the Congress Party never took it as a, a, a boasting that it will be a, a majority religion's yeah. approach towards a, a minority or you know victory of majority over minority. Mm -hmm. It was a can. It was. I mean, it's a it's a criminal act, might be, but it's a, the act had never got that kind of uh, approach that this is the majority wish. We will do it. Yeah. And so just so, just to add uh, uh, a point here, uh, based on your previous uh, um, comments on one of the lectures that I watched, how um, Indians as minorities abroad uh, ask for rights how how uh, indians need representation in a foreign land how that is always given preference but when we come back to india when we look at india and the rights to minorities how it's been uh, you know um, traded you know, yeah. it's never given preference. So there's a contradiction there. So the Indian government uh, does all it can to make sure that Indians have representation in, yes. within expatriate populations, but at home they are not willing they to give the same thing yeah. to minorities. So It's not only the Indian government. It's a massive hypocrisy among the Indian diaspora. Yes, oh, interesting. That, that, that's, the, that's the point <laughs> I wanted to make. This is what I think it is, is the most difficult part. But to, you know, coming back to, because what has happened was just to, uh, round up what I was saying, mm -hmm. in the last several years, there is a uh, two, three things happening. One is basically to create a one Hindu group by the BJP, RSS, uh, or the ruling dispenser. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's in some way, they have been succeeded on certain issues. Mm, and that's that's a that's a kind of political project they did, and so creating a majority group by by certain on certain issues. So they they've, they've kind of consolidated the Hindus exactly. into yeah. one group. Yeah, mm -hmm. not to divide, not this existing um, division which was there, which was a boon for the country. So that has been the second thing is it has become projected somehow that despite the fact that last seventy five years or more than that, Hindus have in control of political power, in control of economic power, in control of the country. There is no doubt about that. I mean, there is nothing. And the Muslims are mostly Muslims, Christians, Sikhs have been little richer, but they have been traditionally rich in Punjab side. But the Muslims and the Christians have been uh, poorer, um, very little uh, influence in the politics and economically difficult situation. But the projection was that Hindus have been suffering 
or Hindus have been um, uh, having problems because of the priority have been given to the Muslims or Christians. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of image has been created. And also history was changed to show that because it might not have happened now, it has happened probably 16th century, 17th century, 18th century. So those kind of, you know, manipulation of history, I mean, uh, or you bring the history to present after 400 years to justify something, that's also a different problem. So that, I think that has been really taken the, the created a major challenge that the democracy have become a majoritarian tool to legitimize uh, the you know victim making the uh, suppressing uh, minorities in different form it is taking place in different states depending on where when and where they are in power but it's it is it is somehow uh, justifying majoritarian uh, politics or justifying democracy. Majoritarianism is justifying a larger political will to uh, create uh, this uh, I mean, problem for the minority. Yeah. I mean, it seems like basic demagoguery, right? Just create a, as much as possible a hobgoblin of like something you can scare them with. It's us versus them. And we're the ones who are, even whether, no matter how much power we have, we're the ones who are under attack and so we're justified in fighting back no matter by any means um yeah it was, it's um uh, absolutely and i think just adding to the what nur was saying before that this is something which is uh, because this, this is something which i haven't got i'm trying to ask many times what actually is because if, if i'm i'm living in this country uh, i do i'm very protective about my minority rights how i'm being treated what are my rights have been protected or not? Even if I'm getting a McDonald's uh, potato chips, whether they have a beef fat or not, despite the fact that I'm living in a country where beef fat is okay. You're talking about now Sweden, that you're you're yeah. you're very protective of your minority rights in Sweden. Yes, mm -hmm. but I'm the same same people where promoting, supporting, financing parties in the country or the ruler in the country which are against minority rights. And this is this is something. Is, that's why I say it's a hypocrisy, which is going on all over among the Indian diaspora, which is uh, which is gradually seeing some quarter. They are seeing that this is becoming. But that's a larger debate. I can come. I mean, if you want to, I can talk about yes. days together. But this is where I think uh, that's a major hypocrisy exists. I'd like to ask you one thing because I was uh, I had this uh, debate online or conversation online with a Hindu supremacist I, I shared it with Noor where it seems like there's a strong um, they can relate very strongly I think to the kind of white grievance politics that are happening in the United States uh, where suddenly whites are under threat right or, or they're so, so afraid that white people will become a minor minority mm -hmm. um, and People ask, well, why is that a problem? Is there any problem with how minorities are treated in America? Is that <laughs> is that a problem? Uh, and look at the history there, right? But but that uh, they say like, well, so the politicians have been going to have been taking the votes of the Hindus for granted, yeah. and they've been going to um, the Muslims and the Christians is what he said. I'm not validating his point of view, but that's his point of view. They've been going to the to the uh, to the Christians and the Muslims and kind of shopping or promising 
political rights uh, to them at our expense. Uh, and now we're finally wake, waking up and realizing all that has been given to these minorities that uh, and and that we are under siege and that we need to take back our country, essentially, right? And that's taken right out of the Trumpist uh, playbook in America, right? Is that's... Uh, the, yeah, the, the the Republican Party in America, just just briefly there, is in 2012, after they lost in 2012, they were all about, okay, we need to reach out more to minorities because yeah. that's where we're losing big. Yeah. Um, but Trump said, no, we no, don't need that. We just need to get all the working class white people to, to hate yeah. the other ones enough that they, mm. they'll join us. And, and succeeded in that in 2016, right? So that's the white grievance uh, majoritarian uh, approach right is just just uh, stoke up race tensions and religious tensions and then you can get the ma majority you can extinguish the the middle ground and get the majority to to run to you for protection yeah and that's exactly happening that's exactly happening in a sense that uh, uh, creating this uh, that's what I'm saying I mean you, you, you can they give any instance where actually Hindus, have really been in a difficult positions compared to Muslims or Christians in India. As I said, political power, economic power, bureaucratic power, all are controlled by Hindus. So there is what actually has made. So don't say that what Babur had done in the 15th, 16th exactly. century. Uh, that's that's not or Aurangzeb died on 17th century. We are not worried. We are not. We are not in 16th or 17th century. We are in 21st century. Give us in the instances who is ruling the country, who is in control of economy, who is managing the bureaucracy, and how do you dare to say that Hindus are in difficulties? I, I mean, then these are the people. These are upper caste Hindus. All of them. I'm also an upper caste Hindu. I have taken all the credits for it. <laughs> I mean, all, all the benefits of it. And how dare I can say that I have been victimized in that country? And uh, yeah. yeah, and 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 uh, I guess that's where these kind of concepts as race traitors come in, right? In in America, yeah. they say race traitors. It's the white liberals that have joined side with the. With the Mexicans and the and the blacks to yeah. to uh, to be traitors against the white race or uh, what what the Hindu supremacists said right was that all oh, the liberals the liberals they're they victimized the Hindu majority uh, in order to uh, to follow some kind of uh, white ideals of little uh, of uh, of liberalism or something like that. Yeah, I mean this because easy way of that how why because if I you know I, they don't justify my criticize. So they say that either he has been converted to Christianity. I mean, they use the word called rice convert. Uh, you know, the uh, the sec or I say they say I'm ISA agent, which is a Pakistani intelligence or whatever military intelligence agency. But this this is some things which is you know that's the way that they don't want to really get into your argument. They don't really have an answer. It's better to project it if you are. A, I mean, of course, if you're a Muslim or a Christian, then it's easy to challenge. If I'm a Dalit, then it's another thing. Then, okay, oh, he's yeah. saying. But if, I mean, what can they tell me? Uh, that this guy, why is behaving like this? So then possibly put them in that kind of situation. But I think it's, it, it's but those, that, those are the things which is a regular tool which is being used mm -hmm. by all the populist forces all over the world, and they are using. And coming back to your uh, point in the beginning, 
how they really uh, see themselves and uh, the white uh, populist forces in Europe or the United States. Uh, I think because I follow, you must have been, because that's your also uh, that following the media, social media as well, how that particular right-wing social media in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you see there is a huge uh, cooperation exists between the far-right forces in Europe, North, North America, as well as Russia, and also um, in India. Mm -hmm. um, but you are you are in Norway. You are not exactly there. Their attack Sweden is a very easy place. They they they, charge, they attack Sweden quite often, and the, when there is something happens, a small thing happens in Sweden. It is suddenly. I mean, take a given example. I live in Uppsala. We have a mosque. There was a, somebody you know um, from Denmark coming and burning the mm. uh, something looks year, like. I think. Sorry? I think that happens every year. <laughs> yeah, he has that kind of... He, I mean, I mean, what, what I happened? Sorry, you. I didn't quite get that. What's there was a politician yeah. who comes from Copenhagen. Yeah. He's a half Swedish, half not Danish. He didn't get any vote in Denmark, neither he got in, in Sweden. He, but he before elections, he kept coming to Sweden and started burning Koran. Okay, burning or, Quran, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that crea yeah. that created a number of. Uh, but he, he, the, when he first time came to Uppsala, it was Sunday, I think, or a weekend, or it was a kind of, uh, uh, you know, the COVID time. So I was not very much, and but I was following the media post of the right wing media post. Suddenly, it become a bigger news as if he has come to Uppsala and uh, burning a mosque and how the. He has been attacked by right. the. So suddenly um, it went viral. This thing, yeah. Which which become a bigger news in India than in Uppsala. <laughs> so 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 you you can see, and if there is a small what I call the riot, they call it riot, but you know, burning of tires happens in Moscow, Malmo. Mm -hmm. It becomes a much bigger news in India rather than in Sweden. The reason is in Indian cities probably this is a daily occurrence that somebody burns the tires. I mean, here it's a Malmo, it happens, it becomes a bigger deal. I mean, because I think this is where we need to see why they want to do it, is one thing brings these all these parties together, the far-right forces in the Europe, in um, Russia, or in the US, and India, the only hatredness to uh, um, in Islam. Yeah. Because otherwise, far-right forces will see these uh, far-right Indians, what are called far-right or Hindu supremacy Indians, I mean, take for example, if a far-right guy will see me, I might be Hindu supremacist, and there is, he will not ask for my passport, exactly. neither he will ask for my religion, he will slap me because my color is brown. Right. I mean, and these people don't get that thing. So, so anyway, but this is, uh, this is you know, um, uh, uh, hatred for Islam brings them together. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, what Patricia Roberts Miller calls a, a coalition uh, of uh, by by what you're against essentially. So, yeah. by being against the same thing, you find some kind of coalition or or cooperation. Uh, even mm -hmm. though once that threat is gone, you'd fight against each other also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So it's uh yeah, yeah. it's 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 uh, uh, it's a, a demagogic um it's a kind of demagogic coalition. Yeah, and it's also you must remember that the when the Mughals were 
in power in India. Or so they that's were the in. Muslim Mughal rulers. Mughals, yeah, yeah Mughal rulers. For example, the ones who wrote, made the Taj Mahal, I believe, was also a Mughal yes, that's ruler, right? right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So those who had the 16th, 17th century, mm -hmm. that is the time India was the richest country in the, on the earth. Right. Then the British colonial ruler came in. And they were recent ones, rulers, okay? So then, so they will be always blaming Mughals. the Mughals, but they will never blame the uh, British. British. <laughs> and the British time, India actually became a Poor. bankrupt or whatever. The, so, so, so the, and, and the Mughals stayed in India. I mean, I'm not saying that whether they came, you know, they, they were, they came with the, but that is the time defeating, then so there was a war, there was always violence, but you can imagine all violence was to, those are 16th century, everyone was wanted to power, so Muslims, Hindus, whoever wanted to create violence, they were doing it. Yeah. But they were staying in India, they kept the things, they made India the richest country, or the, the India was that town of them was the richest country whether they did it or not, but in the Britishers took away, went away, but nobody blames the British about that now. It's a blame is over the 16th century Mughals, mm -hmm. because that's why they can target Muslims in India. I was going to say, I think it's a kind of a, a, a selective reading of history uh, that they use in order to look back, in order to uh, project on the, or in the current and the future, the things that they want to, right? So... I've heard Indi India in general history is uh, a battleground. Yeah. Um, for example, the the concept that is this quite still quite clearly um, uh, validated that uh, the Indo Indo European language that we're talking about, uh, mm -hmm. what what was the Aryan in invaders that uh, did come, that they most likely were from the Ukrainian steppe and other places that's seen as uh, controversial in, uh, in because it's uh, certain people want to say well that's just colonialist uh, reading of history even though it seems to be quite well well validated but it's become very uh, controversial among also Hindu nationalists I believe because they want to say Hindu is the, the or we're our own thing and we were never I think it's to do influenced with or got yeah. anything better from other, anywhere else mm, it's to do with the Aryan um Race. I think that's uh, uh, the Aryan uh, hypothesis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The history is always a political project, as you know. Mm. I mean, any any time when we write history, that's a political project. The problem, the issue is probably you know the the Indian history writing also has gone through different stages. Uh, initially, history was uh, writing mostly about the kings, queens, or whoever the power. Then it became the subaltern studies came in. There has been also others' history was written. Of course, how much it was there or interpretation. But the interpretation of the history, which is always history, is, as I said, is being interpreted. And that is always some kind of, uh, certainly there will be a, a left to the center bias probably will be there among the history writers in that time that would be a certain extent and that's that's normal that's natural that has happened but those biases will be on the interpretation level but not on the fact level fact have been always put what are the facts and then you interpret it in a different way and that is always academics have the possibility of interpreting the fact in the what is happening now the history is being rewritten, yes. not on the basis of facts, but on the basis of fictions. Mm -hmm. 
And these people, those who are writing this history, neither they are trained historian. You might have a political political bias. I don't I don't think anyone in this world which doesn't have a political bias, mm-hmm. then he doesn't have a brain. So then you know, it's a, it's a, if there is a, if there is a political bias, everyone has. And this that you need to have been proper a trained historian at least to decide to write history. So the and the, you need to find facts if you want to. If you want to say something else, you must have a facts and say that look, this facts was interpreted, you know, was overlooked. So this would be interpreted. This brings addition to this, but that is doesn't take place. It's that all fictions have been created, all sorts of ways uh, that writing it and that or taking away the history from the history books, create bringing new history books, writing without any con- you know kind of confirmations of which it goes through the academic rigor or being trusted that it is being proper, uh, creating all the cultural side, all the kind of things which are happening that also creates an idea that it is actually true, that this is what has been. Creating movies on the history, oh, yeah. which are based on absolutely fictional ideas, that is also, I mean, but claiming that this is the real history. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, 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 it's an attack from all sides. Uh, and the real historians have been ex- marginalized. The, 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 um, uh, the, the historians within the university, they, 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 are, they don't have any more right to complain that this is what. And if they are there, they are not being given the possibility to write textbook or to even comment on the textbook. Mm-hmm. So this is managed by a certain groups within the RSS. Uh, RSS is the mothership uh, of uh, all the Hindu fundamentalist activities, which goes on the Hindus, what you call the Hindu state or Hindu Rastra, they want to create. And that's what is manufacturing this. So I have no problem of uh, um, revising history, but the revision of the history should be on the basis of finding new facts and by the people, those who are trained to interpret history, mm-hmm. not these idiots. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, this Hindu supremacist, um, showed me a website that uh, he believed was authoritative. It's called uh, Hindu Genocide. And uh, what? Hindu, Hindu Genocide.com. And okay. uh, it's okay. absolute. And uh, I just looked at a basic, a few of the numbers and I said like, look, these are even numbers that are exaggerated based on even like even the official counting of the Indian government refutes yeah. these numbers like for, exa- for example india has become the largest country in the population largest populated country in the world i mean how it become the, the hindus who are the genocide i mean the 80 percent exactly. out of that are hindus so in so, one country so here's what he's saying right so That's so there he's talking uh, for one thing it counts a lot of things as genocide even uh christian conversion that's that's, a, okay, that's okay. an example of genocide so, so, the so someone part, becoming uh, converted yeah, interesting yeah. Part of, about that was uh, the the timeline started from 18th century, 17th century, okay, okay, from yeah. the Mughal rule. Yeah. So the count starts, yeah, and yeah. then and so no so it says, okay, yeah. we start with all of us being Hindus, which probably wasn't true even then. I'm sure there, there were no other India groups, then. right? <laughs> and so all of us were Hindus, and then smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. You should partners. take them to back to history. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Buddhists. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what happened to them? Right, right. Who killed those Buddhists? Yeah. I mean, this is, but the, look, I think it's... it's, it's you know, it's, I, I just wanted to talk about one please thing. Please so please so please what, what, it, what it did, for example, it talked about the partition with, uh, with Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it took the numbers, which obviously there were a lot of, um, there was a lot of communal violence at that yes. time. People were driven from Pakistan. There were Hindus, people from uh, uh, in India were driven to Pakistan. Yeah. There were Muslims. Yeah. And it portrays as if the violence happened only one way. It was only yeah. Muslims that killed Hindus. No, yeah. Hindu, no Hindus killed Muslims. Yeah. Uh, it was only Muslims that drove out the Hindus. They said, convert or die. Um, and the numbers were inflated like over 10 times uh, compared to what the official is, uh, statistical estimates are for the, from the Indian government. Yeah. And the page is, is completely controlled and written by a uh, um, Hindu activist and actress. Um, and so it's not even someone who has any academic credentials. Uh, exactly. And I asked the person, why should I believe this person instead of the official statistics of the Indian government? Uh, you know, even the official statistics of the Indian government are against this. And then, then the person was like, yeah, well, that's just been controlled by yeah. liberals so long that yeah, you can't trust exactly. them either. <laughs> Absolutely. There is no proof to prove the numbers. Right. No. You know. And, uh, but, but it's a narrative, right? And, and it's a narrative that enough people are willing to, to sit mm. beside. So suddenly the, the, this majority feels are able to tell themselves the story that we are under threat, mm. that yeah. we are uh, a minority that needs to fight back. Yeah, yeah. just, just I mean, something that I uh, recollect from my childhood, um, that uh, when I was uh, in school, my brother uh, was uh, in fight with one of his classmates and we were wondering what went wrong. Generally, we, we do not have such situations because our family is from, uh, you know, um, um, educated, decent family. So um, so the argument was that one of his classmates said, uh, you, are a, you are from Turkestan, they say okay. Turka, and okay. you, you go back. You don't belong here. And then my brother hit him. My elder brother. So, so these things, and this, this is in a city like Bangalore, yeah, which is which is strange, and it's gotten much worse now. Yeah, it so. is. Hmm. No, that I think the situation. This is why the branding. It's a, you know, this is a kind of creating that the people uh, Muslims do, are not from here. Mm -hmm. The the Muslims in India are ethnic Indians. I mean, there is. A, they are as Indian as Hindus are or anyone. They are from that. They have not come from anywhere. It's it's a so yeah, hundreds so of years of history. Yeah. Yes, or not hundreds. It's from thousands it's, it's history. from there. Thousands yeah. of years of history. They are from there. Yeah. So my my so, my grandfather was a, a freedom fighter. I mean, he yeah. fought against the, the British. <laughs> British. So it's like I am a better Indian than maybe you are. I wonder if some of these people, if you were to like dig deep enough, they would say that most Hindus are also not Hindus. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, not a Hindu. It is. Right. I mean, look, that I have been... argument in the beginning. The, right, right. Thing, I mean, I've been 32 years living in this country. <laughs> I still go to the temple. Mm -hmm. I never touched a beef in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can I, I can consider myself a better Hindu than many many of them, mm. but I'm not a Hindu. I mean, you according know, to them, yeah. So according, according to, to them, them, you're not so Hindu. Yeah. So so and this is this is something. And I pray every morning and evening, even night. Uh, despite that, I'm also don't good on. But that, do I need to care? And that's what I said from the very beginning. 
that a Hindu is a Hindu because he consider or she considers herself a Hindu. It's not somebody will brand me as a Hindu. And so I don't, I'm not looking for a certificate from somebody whether I'm a Hindu or not. So, and, so these kind of mass movements, they usually like, uh, they usually are kind of have a certain area where they kind of work out their strategies and their ideology for a long time before they kind of burst on the, on the national scene. Um, and I mean, we have obviously, uh, Moody, uh, who is a Hindu of Hindus in the sense that he's, you know, he's even a, a monk, as far as I understand, he can't marry, right? He's, he's no, no, so no, pure. He had married, he had married, he had abandoned his wife. Yeah, right. He true. is yeah. no sense a monk. He has all kinds yeah. of dubious, um, uh, history. No, 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 I, I know, but, but the, the, the myth around him, right? Is that he's yeah, yeah, almost myth. like, oh, yeah, yeah. almost like oh. a holy man in the sense. Oh, yes, he's, of course. He's, of course, he's, yeah. he's, he's more Hindu than most Hindus is, yes. is, is the sense, right? And, and, um, that from Gujarat was that where he was? Uh, yes, where, where he right. was the uh, the governor, chief minister, yeah, chief minister in yeah. Gujarat, yeah. and he kind of found a way to win by doing now what he's doing in India in general, right? Was also how he won in Gujarat uh, first, and then he kind of used that same strategy in India uh, in in total. So he found like a, a winning strategy in some ways, a way to win elections by turning Hindus against minorities, yeah. right? And, uh, yes, yeah. please, and and so I'm just wondering. Obviously, uh, social media, I believe, was a big part of this that they were able to um, bypass the normal kind of uh, uh, the normal uh, gatekeepers that would uh, fact check, that would uh, say this is not correct, or, or that would uh, try to or would publish uh, alternate viewpoints about what was going on. Um, but there's but there's also kind of an ideology here right there's an ideology of hindu purity uh where the actual pure hindus are very very few <laughs> and are, are 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 in danger of being wiped out and being by race by mixing with other religions by christian conversion by 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 love jihad to uh muslims right uh, and that the muslims are are growing and they're having so many babies and they're going to take over the country and hundred years or something <laughs> right yeah that's yeah that's but i think these are the things which comes into this uh, idea most i call it whatsapp forward they call it whatsapp yeah. university is creating this kind of uh, narratives and people are buying it people say the only thing is cheap in the country is the uh, <laughs> internet and that's what really getting for the people to get these kind of messages and there is very little or the education is not good enough even the people those who are educated they are not really getting the proper education i mean the mm -hmm. uh, so so in in a sense it's happening like i'll give the before i come to gujarat issue you know they keep on saying that the christians are converting people I think the either the Britishers were the absolutely terrible ones or sorry, this, what, what, what I didn't quite get that. So. They say that the Christianity, the conversion is taking place. That the most country is getting Christianity, isn't it? But the, if you look at the number statistics, the Christian population, the percentage-wise, decreasing in India right. rather than increasing, and it has never gone more than two to two point five percent. So in a country where its country was under a Christian rule for 200 years almost, 
and the country if it's becoming you say that you know liberals have given the country that end so why this 2.5 christians not never is a decreasing number why rather than increasing and i think but but you, when you when you come to these discussions they will say oh everybody is becoming christian and this congress government allowed the missionaries to come in so we are so those kind of you know it doesn't go on to the hard fact when you discuss this in gujarat case when you talk about modi i was i was talking in 90s before he became the prime minister or big chief minister i i was working in gujarat i had done a major survey in gujarat gujarat has been being a border state has been also border to pakistan mm-hmm. uh, it has been a it has been a country also it, it has the hindu uh supremacist group have been or rss has been for a long period of time active it was a kind of laboratory of hindu supremacist ideas mm-hmm. that was going on the thing he he was uh, the modi was absolutely not in, you know he was part of rss he was not directly engaged in politics he was brought in 2002 to become the chief minister in gujarat he became the chief minister i was there before spending time in gujarat i went back immediately after the riot which took place where 2000 nearly people were mostly muslims were killed and we all know that what happened and since then i have been uh, closely looking at modi so i knew what is coming up where his strategies what sort of wage he has been uh, of course gujarat gave him a possibility to take the advantage but he really took the narrative to a very different stage and the right by doing this right uh, whether i mean I, i i was not there to see that but no right takes place of that nature in india without the consent or uh, without the uh, direct or indirect involvement of the party in power okay so nothing indian security forces can contain any right in a very short period of time if they want to sure. so it's, it's it's something which is which so you had the security forces essentially looking at this and just saying yeah go ahead yeah. go ahead doing this for our keep some time to take this kind of revenge or something create for because he was actually almost because the the party his party was in a difficult situation in 2000 2002 because of internal politics internal rivalry so that really brought this uh, riot, the, because of the riot he became a leader who is and it was actually that time uh, of course the india was not exactly what it is now because it had certain kind of despite the fact that the bjp was in a coalition government ruling the country but there was not a, this kind of atmosphere was not in india mm-hmm. so but the, but he took this advantage in gujarat before but when he came to 2014 of course he got a majority in indian election for the first time in 2025 years but the, what was the change is that he actually didn't because the india has also changed quite dramatically particularly hindu supremacy before he even he came to power we need to realize that the bjp has been uh, dividing the country within the country and outside the country for the at least if not before since 99 uh, no, sorry 95 no, sorry I'm, i'm sorry 95 90 90 95 96 when really demolished the babri mosque Yeah. that was the time when the ram janma movement started yeah. and that is the time bjp has really uh, made the country in a, into that kind of uh, uh, platform of course okay so let's take, let's take a step here back here so uh, just so everyone understands 
So the BJP is the current ruling party that has a majority and that uh, Modi belongs to and it is the is the is the head of or the the BJP. Uh, but that you're saying that before Modi this this party was already doing these kind of things but they were kind of uh, a coalition partner in the government? Yeah, just yeah. I think once, yeah. yeah. So once what is the BJP? What does that stand for? Um, Meaning? And it was formed by Indian uh, People's Party. Indian People's, People's Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it was formed in 1980, uh, uh, but it, it didn't really do very well in 1980 or 84 elections. Uh, it was it was in 1984 election had only two seats. So, but then they started this movement, Ramjan movement. Uh, it's a long history. It's a party which, of course, there was, a, uh, you know, the RSS was formed when the Muslim Brotherhood was formed in Egypt. Uh, the same philosophy. Yeah. It's only Muslims and Hindus. Uh, the same philosophy. There is one story is that the British has created to go against the liberation movements. So, but they have been also the RSS or the Hindus. So, um, Noor was saying uh, our grandfather was a freedom fighter. These guys never fought for freedom. So no. they were all, they were even uh, with the with the British. So so then um, even they didn't accept Indian flag till uh, the RSS headquarter was not hoist because they were in the. If you go back to the 1947 discussions of the night till 1950 what will be the india's constitutions they wanted the indian constitution to be a hindu constitutions governed through this uh, caste system or the manu mm-hmm. uh, smriti yeah. uh, then the second one was that they, they, were, they were not even happy that the indian flag had three 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 colors, colors. they wanted to have saffron color so they i mean they, those things are there but the what happened they had also a party that time they formed mostly with the support of the kings former kings because they lost the power so they created but that never Ever become much more powerful but the power really the really country started becoming into this side uh, when congress started losing its uh, power or losing its influence. congress you're, you're not talking about the congress in general but the, the party congress, congress party the congress, congress party, party right. so uh, which has not, been not, the, not the not the parliamentary assembly no no but we the, call that called the indian parliament yeah it's yeah. a congress party which has been in power just, just for the 19- for listeners there are many that absolutely yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, since power since 1947 it had the uh, in control for most of the time for the first time it lost power in 1977 that was the, that was the gandhi's party Gandhi, Nehru, Gandhi, Nehru's party. Then Indira Gandhi became the prime minister after Nehru for a long time. Then Indira also stayed for land, but she lost the power in 1977. Mm-hmm. So 1977, and there was this uh, this uh, Hindu Chauvinist party, RSS group, and also other left and even the centrist opposition. They came together, but centrist opposition had the kept the power. Uh, or the, become the leaders. So but since, then, the, since the 70s, it's been primarily coalition governments up until BJP uh, got no, then nine, no, it's a coalition government started after 1989. All oh, right, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or somehow, because even 1990 to 95 was a minority government by the Congress. So right. the real coalition government started from 96, actually, 95, 96, that the real coalition government started. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the... Um, but then it changed in 2014. So the Congress uh, Party has been kind of going on a downward trend uh, yeah, from yeah. being able to rule with the majority to being a minority government and then coalition governments. 
Absolutely. Um, and th that, I guess, means that there was a certain vacuum that the BJP could could, yes. could capitalize on. But the, unfortunately, neither the left nor the center uh, opposition, which is the center-left other opposition, which are Congress had a center-left opposition also in different countries, they couldn't capitalize. Yeah. And that is the time because uh, they couldn't capitalize and they lost quite a big way in the 1984 election. So that's why they brought up this uh, Babri Mosque issue quite in a big way. The okay. Babri Mosque, mosque let's, let's talk a bit about, more about that one. So... Um, it was a mosque burning, is that what, is that what you said? No, no, it was a mosque which is called Babri Masjid. It was in Ayodhya, which is supposed to be a birthplace of the Lord Rama, but this is not a historical person. It is a mythical person, but they create to say that it is a historical place, which there is no history, because of course it was 10,000. I don't know which year, but around 10,000. I don't think we have a history of 10,000. But the kind of, I mean, if you, it's like, you know, you say Bible. I mean, it's a history. So that's similar. So, so you're saying this is a place that's that's both uh, sacred kind of for the Muslims and for the Hindus? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but no. It, 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 we see Hindus say that is a sacred place. Yeah. But what has happened that time? There was a mosque in that place where they said the mosque has been built by this Mughal ruler or the Muslim ruler right. in uh, the 16th century. And that was demolishing a temple, which was the birthplace of Rama. So we need to demolish this uh, mosque, mosque to create a new temple. Mm -hmm. And that's why this movement started that we should demolish this uh, mosque and build a new temple. Like, and that like, the, like the temple place in, in Jerusalem with the dome on the rock, but just like yeah, yeah. in a smaller uh, version. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not yeah, it's a similar type of story all over the world. Even you know, we have in Uppsala Viking versus the Christianity. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. A, you know, so no, you can all, see. All, all churches were built uh, all the first churches in Norway were built on top of old sacrificial places for the Norse gods. Exactly. So yeah. then, you know, they are sun worshippers. So the Hindu, if I said that if the Hindus come to power, then they might claim those <laughs> churches. Yeah. Right, right. But, but you know, the, the, this, but this is where it started, and that's so, why. So they started to agitate for destroying the mosque in order yes. to get back to the foundations that they believed were Hindu. They demolished exactly. the mosque. Yeah. And, they, and, they they, and the, and the, the local governments demolished the mosque or the federal government? No, there was a... Uh, what happened? They created a number of movements. Uh, the previous uh, leader whom, whom actually deposed by Modi to become the leader of the Arwani, he created... He went on for a nationwide... Uh, Jatra, or what you call it, uh, like a carnival, yeah. maybe carnival <laughs> on that truck, which is created by like a Hindu chariot, chariot and he yeah. went around the different parts of India, arousing Hindus that we need to really break this. So then it was at that time the Congress was in power in uh, India, but the local government was in BJP, yeah. in, in UP. Mm -hmm. So I think the Congress prime minister at that time didn't really um, made. You know, he was he, he didn't really take strong action. He could have done it. He could have saved it. Mm -hmm. But then it was also local government. He said that local government has promised them that he will not do it. But the people came in and the a mob demolished the mosque on 6th of December 1996. Yes, 1992. Mm -hmm. Sorry, 92. 6th of December 1992. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, I'm so old. they, they, they went intentionally to create something that hadn't been an issue 
anywhere. No. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't an issue. It, an issue. it has been a small issue. Small issue. Yeah, yeah. But it is like small a small issue, issue but like issue. something that's just a small local, local issue, issue, and they elevated it to a national symbol of Muslims. Not only national issue, it it's become an international issue. Mm-hmm. The diaspora before in UK, in here, everywhere, it's a small diaspora, but in UK and it, there is no difference between Hindu Muslims diaspora or even Indian Pakistani diaspora. They are all working together. I have lived in, I mean, even 91, I have seen in the London, um, the Hindus, Muslims diaspora, Indians and Pakistani diaspora, brilliant, fantastic relationship. Because they were all considered, you know, so they, 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 they but then this 92, mm. uh, December 6, changed the whole dynamics also here. Uh, so diaspora got divided. Diaspora also got. So it's a, it's a, so not only the, it divided. So you have Muslims yeah. and Hindus in, in, in London talking yes. about the Babri Mosque being exactly. this big flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so since then, so there has been the India has gone into this kind of Hindu mobilization in a big way since nineties, uh, and then in two thousand fourteen, when he came to power with absolute majority, he got a perfect place to exploit that sentiment, and that is the time when Congress has become much weaker, and the opposition's parties are don't. I mean, the rest of the oppositions are extremely. Uh, they don't have any ideological. Frankly, there is, mm. No, they don't have even ideology. They didn't have even ideological commitment. They are all locally want to control the power, so they can go to any extent to rule their part of the country or the their, their provinces than really thinking about the country. So this is unfortunately he got into a right uh, wrong man in a right time. And put it that way. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really seems like the BJP was kind of looking for a way to kind of tear at the seams of, you know, like find a little crack and then kind of try to widen it and try yeah. to destroy the the harmony between uh, the different religious groups in, in India um, in order to uh, rally the the Hindus to their side and, and win that way by, by essentially putting them up against everyone else. That that is always that's the, all these far right right wing populists. They do play the game all over the world similar manner. I mean, you look at here, you look at in US, you look at in Europe, you look at in Australia, wherever you look at it, mm-hmm. Italy or sorry in Turkey, you name it. This is the same formula, same methodology, works very well all over. And it, it, it does, but they don't get into power most places, right? They, they, AfD in Germany, they're a minority party. Side Demokratana, they're a minority party. I mean, they're big, but they're, there's usually enough of an opposition to it that the majority don't accept it. True, but this is exactly the same thing I had in mind when 96. You remember in 96, when the coalition government came in, nobody wanted to be doing the coalition with these guys. Yeah. They want it's to, exactly to, what is to happening freeze here out now. Yeah. So yeah. They, they kept them out. But now they are the major party. So you see, it's a, it's a, it's a phase which we unfortunately we develop. The smart countries or smart societies understands this problem in advance. If it is smart to stop it before becoming this kind of you know cancer mm-hmm. into the whole thing. But if it is not, then of course. But then 
there have been always this issue, how much they can do even if people want. There is a constitution. These are constitutional countries. They are not because they all, these populist people coming to power through election. There is a still, they want to, it's not like in the, uh, you know, uh, 60s or 70s, these are kind of coup taking place or the kings are taking over the power. No, this is a this is something the with the electoral uh, process, they are coming to power. Yeah. There is a certain rules and norms, certain institutions still govern it. Yeah. So it depends which countries institutions are strong. Even if they come to power, it might not be. Even Trump came to power in U.S. A polity, a professors or a just justice or anyone, a newspaper, they could do their work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, it is- so, so uh, you're talking about. I mean, Trump. He tried to get the military on his side to uh, to order a riot, and then he would uh, do a kind of self coup. But instead, he had to try to get essentially self-organized veterans and other people to to do a coup against the the Congress. But he didn't succeed uh, because the institutions in America were strong at that time, at least. Let's see how yeah. it is in 2024 yeah. if he gets to power yeah. then and gets another four years to work That's at true. it. That's true. I mean, of course, the institutional... I mean, there is a certain weakness. I mean, the American Supreme Court still is very politically, uh, you know, recruited. There are things, but I think... There is a certain institution, certain societies can really withstand these pressures, even if they get elected to a manner that other societies, other societies, those who are smart, they try to keep them or they do have experience, immediate experience, what these guys can do wrong. Then they say, hey, before it becomes comes to this, we still remember what has happened previously. Let's stop it. So so, so you talked about that education is an issue, that, that there are too many people in India that let themselves get tricked by these false narratives about Hindu genocide, uh, about how we were under threat and so on. Um, it's not the education degree. It's a quality of education yes, is the most yes. important thing. Right. And if you'll see this, most of these people are semi-educated or mal-educated. They do have degrees of some sort. Right. There's just a lack, would you say lack of critical thinking? Exactly. Being able to evaluate sources, being able to question things. Yeah. And lack of social studies. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> is that do you, do you feel like the uh, um, education system in India is a bit too authoritarian? Do you think, or like as in, as in students can't ask enough questions, or uh, is it? Yeah, just that, that? Is, but that has been always. Yeah, that is not. I mean, I studied mostly my. I mean, I studied. You know, is the professors don't really like uh, students to ask questions. Question. If you, <laughs> if if you, if you, uh, I am my even my good friends don't like when I come say that the there should be student evaluation of uh, courses. Uh, they say, oh, no, that's not, you know. But the, but the question is that, uh, the, I mean, many of these uh, people, those who are, they, what they did then, you know, after high school or something, the school education is very competitive, but also very much uh, lack of critical thinking. You need to really uh, remember things and produce, mm-hmm. and then you move into the engineering or some kind of professional things. I was going to say, do you really... think do you think that the the privileging of 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 math and those kind of things, uh, and a underprivileging of uh, social studies of of those things that study democracy, society, and so on, has may have had an influence here in the sense that um, 
you don't have it has a global influence we have seen it's a globally it is a challenge because people think that the social sciences humanities are not exactly productive education so we should not be i mean in this part of the world we do it but at least we do not really differentiate between that much but there is certain kind of possibilities that you there is a certain and also those people those who are doing the engineering education or the medical education there is a they have to read certain parts of social sciences so social subjects whereas that is missing completely there right so there's not so kind you, of a general you, education there's there's specialization very early on yeah. kind of thing you produce a number of engineers go into this kind of uh, <laughs> working for this kind of uh, american and all companies either outside or in this uh, in the ghettos in the um, uh, gurgaon or whatever in delhi or whatever yes. and then you earn enough money and you think that you know the rest of the world exactly just I, uh, i argue with my friends unless we have the top toppers in social studies or uh public administration until yeah. we have that for india we uh, india will struggle struggle longer yeah. so there there's a trend that the topper the, you know the uh, uh distinction holder mm-hmm. always chooses either science or you know uh, so the smartest people go into yeah. things that that yeah. that so really don't have any much to do with society or exactly. democracy they have no That's idea right. about the culture and the social structure hmm. So, yeah. And I guess so because uh, in uh, in Europe or in in the West um they talked about after in, in after World War 2 they had these huge UNESCO gatherings of of experts around the world talking about how can we stop uh another Hitler rising to power how can we make democracies more immune to these kind of populists or these kind of uh race baiters and uh what they what part of what they did was some of these programs for example in Norway a program in um in the history of philosophy critical thinking etc is something that everyone needs to do if they want to take a bachelor's degree everyone needs to complete some of these courses um uh, as a part of that no matter what they study um and that's uh th- as a specifically because specifically because a lot of the scientists from Germany mm-hmm. talked about how a lack of general education compared to the scientists from England mm-hmm. um and overspecialization lack of general education made them just kind of throw up their hands when it came to politics or what was going on in their country and they're like I can do my science and uh pe- politicians or other people have to worry about what's going on with our democracy um yeah. and, but you need the elite or you need people that are smart and can have resources and can have a certain independence to be engaged um and see that this is something that is their own business also that they have something to say about that they need to be able to participate in and 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 safeguard right Yeah. and this it's a, it's, a, it's also depend on the how the political leadership taking these kind of issues they are unfortunately not done it i was actually uh, writing you know the unesco is changing uh, because it's uh, 1974 they brought out uh, uh, directives to the countries what they should do for the peace and justice uh, what kind of education so now 50 years next year so they are now to rewrite it so i was asked to uh, tell or write a report saying that what are the new threats to the uh, global peace and the new peace uh, the peace going on or what is the new threats to peace so i wrote it i mean that, and we had a lot of discussions with the unesco people 
Um, and I think that the, the, we realize that this is the, the world is changing. It's changing because of the migrations, because of the way and now also people have become multicultural and all the things. And those were missing in that kind of recommendations in the 50 years back and how you need to really bring that and how you need to understand each other's point, how you need to reach others' other's culture. These are very important part. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, exactly. And this is what actually... Uh, I'm 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 glad that I I was asked to write this though it took me my last uh, year some of my critical time but <laughs> this was uh, this is something which you could think that I mean but you know these are the pe people are aware I mean internationally we are aware these things or academics are aware we know that this is a problem which exists but it all depends on how the leadership if they are taking the benefits of keeping the pe keeping their electorate fools like this or keeping the electorates in a, somehow. Um, in a, in a, what do you call it, uh, ethnically or culturally or religiously, some kind of dogmatic which helps their political purpose, then it doesn't really work. But so I what, think do you, it, what, what kind of electorate do you want, right? And how do you yeah, form exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah. Or what and kind the, of country you want? What kind of really, are yeah. they really interested for the country or the nation or the people, or they are interested about that? Yeah. And I, I want to touch a bit more on that, but uh, because I, I'd like to say, like, what, what are some of the implicit visions of these uh, scary visions in, uh, in among the Hindu nationalists and others? Um, but first, uh, uh, the uh, questions that, um, that were sent you before from, uh, from Noor, uh, do you remember yeah. those? I could just yeah, 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 yeah. Just if we just uh, do a little round where Noor can ask you some questions that she'd uh, that she she has uh, she would like to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. We know Indian Constitution is based on three fundamental principles: democracy, mm. secularism, and scientific outlook. Yeah. However, there has been instances of uh, prejudice and violence against minority communities in India. Mm. Mm. Uh, such as Muslims, Sikhs, Christians, and not to forget the Dalits under all these religions. Uh, this raises questions about how these incidents affect a country and what can be done to improve the situation and uphold the principles of constitution. Also, what steps can be taken to raise the standard of Indian geopolitics and address these issues? What sort of country are we wanting to become? Start with the first part. But I have gone to the democracy and the yes, yes. democracy Most and secularism. I didn't been. touch about the scientific temper. Yeah. But the scientific temper, which has been a primary thing of also India moving out of a theocratic state or be not becoming a theocratic state, but becoming a secular uh, democratic state. And that's what Nehru put lots of priority of scientific temper. And that's why you see uh, India is in, in, in the scientific field doing quite well, you know, in, you know, making a number of successes, being a developing country, facing a serious problems economically and otherwise. Uh, but that changed, that has changed quite. I mean, you see the uh, India's prime minister uh, coming in the first few months, uh, talking about that uh, this uh, Ganesh, the, uh, you know, the God, Lord Ganesh, India's God or Hindu God, who has the temp, um, uh, elephant's trunk. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Ganesh, yeah. Ganesh. And he said there was somebody, that time the science was so good that even our um, um, surgeons could really do these things. I mean, what a stupid thing to say that a, a, um, I mean, that's that's India's prime minister was talking. Yeah. Uh, and and so since then... So you're saying of, that someone 
that the god with the elephant nose so that our our surgeons yeah. are so good that we could make a person our with plastic surgeon were so good that time we that can make we could make an el- person with an elephant nose elephant i mean that's <laughs> that's the india's prime minister uh, i mean so I mean, well, isn't Modi also his uh, educational degree is somewhat in question, right? Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's supposed to have a, a degree of all the sciences or something like that. Yeah, entire political science. Masters in Masters in entire political science. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah but the Times Higher Education has brought out an article and uh, with most yes. of my quotations from this, oh, well. so you should read this one as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they don't like so, but you know they, they, that's that's all that's India. It's, now. It's, so, but it's it's like Trump University, you know, these charlatans, yeah. you know, it's somehow yeah. brought to power. Yeah. Um, so this is this is what it is. So the sign, and even in the COVID time, you will see there has been a lot of things. Even recently in Karnataka, he claimed yes, that the uh, Karnataka, he claimed that the I told the turmeric to be, I mean, um, should be a good uh, antidote to the. Covid. I mean, you know, oh, good. Yes. Uh, turmeric, cow uh, urine. Cow urine. Yeah, the cow urine. As, 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 this, as, is as a... this is the prime minister. This is the prime minister. I mean, the the media say all kinds. We had we had Trump yeah. with his uh, <laughs> with his. Uh, uh certain with his miracle cures too right where he was supposed to use disinfectant inside your body oh does he, I mean, <laughs> so the modi the modi modi does modi doesn't go into that kind of language but he, but modi is a bit you know in that sense bit more bit smarter. Uh, cunning cunning not smarter cunning than trump and then i think that's really because unless you really understand the total context you don't yes. really get it that's so the true. international community doesn't get it what exactly is happening yeah, so he but, but but it happens to his electorates he yeah. because he's not playing the game for others he's playing the game to his followers in the country yeah. so it, this is this is unfortunate the situation so we have lost the democratic norms it's only of course a regular election taking place but this election is taking place not in a very flat terrain it has been high all the institutions almost all the institutions are supporting the present regime monetarily and everything is there then the secularism is the bad word in india scientific temper has gone down anywhere there is no scientific temper there is a lot of storage which is there i mean i know some of the people those who went back to india even my scientist friends they have come back now um, because it become they were told what to do a science on i mean you know that's you they don't didn't have academic freedom anymore yeah so so this is this is what it is and why how to get out from here because i think i have seen the questions this is look this is not going to be easy this is not what what india has achieved and i said modi has reached modi reached in 2014 but india was before has been a right place for modi to do these things so it has been for a long time the situation in india has changed if modi gets defeated a clear defeat and somebody comes to power it even will if that takes place which is very highly unlikely that will take probably at least two to three decades to get the life back to the normal so there is no magic wand is there which will immediately change the country secular democratic and scientific value overnight that doesn't happen because we had reached that stage after 60 70 years it's become a demagogic culture is what yeah. you're saying exactly. in, in india has become a demagogic culture now absolutely and, and so it's not it's it's bigger than modi he's just one who was ready to step into that breach but yeah. that uh 
with the uh, with the mosque burning and all these other things. But saying that, that, so that, say, that's something that it's already put the country so on edge that they were just waiting for Modi, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, saying that, I have also there is something. There is also India, we have seen before, there is a huge state power exists. Mm -hmm. And if there is the, it also many things happens within the um, provinces as well as among the people, what kind of message comes from the top? So if there's a change of political leadership at the top, the kind of open violation of these kind of things going on, which is going against the democratic principles or going on secular principle or scientific ideas, that will not be so open, that will be so, you know, uh, kind of brutal, that kind of way. Right. So there will be a certain sanity will come back, but as we see in US, US, it hasn't changed. Even Trump has been defeated. Biden has been prime president. It, uh, even US didn't really switch back to what it used to be 2008. Right. Yeah, the, 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 the Republican Obama. Party is uh, unrecognizable. It has uh, exactly. just continued to deteriorate. Even the country is unrecognizable. If yeah. We might have to see that. But this is where it, 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 it's, a, it, it's a thing. So I think... but. Give you saying that, I think we need to have a change, but the change will bring everything hunky-dory. We should not really jump into this. This is something that will take years to fix, yeah, decades to fix. And if we don't change, if we don't change, look, I, I, I might go into, step into a very dangerous territory here. Mm. I want to. If, yeah, if we don't change, as I started in the beginning, India is a project a project which was best upon being democratic, being secular, and being scientific principle, then it's a kind of things with the three pillars of the constitutions which has running this project going. And if you take out one of it, very clearly the other ones will be, or you, I mean, you know, that is all connected. So if really removes it, then I don't think we should be really thinking that the project is viable in the long run. So, so and that is and, what we are in the threshold of it. And then what you're looking at there, obviously, India has had, even as a democracy, a long history of communal violence, right? The communal riots is a kind of special, I mean, riots you have everywhere, but the specific communal riots where they go and attack a specific uh, uh, ethnic minority or, or religious minority group, um, it, it's almost like an Indian institution in some ways, right? The mob institution. And what you're looking at, I feel, with these, with Singh and other Hindu supremacists, I mean, there's no, no, no doubt about it that uh, you're looking at a potential genocide with, if, the, uh, if they have all power and are able to put the narrative wherever they want to, um, and do what do whatever they want to. What is it they want to do? They want to have uh, an India that is 100% Hindu again. Like they 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 that's they're quite open about that. That all of us this should be Hindu. And if you don't want to be Hindu, you leave India, or you are destroyed. That's that's the kind of the that's the brunt I feel from the from the furthest most fundamentalist reaches of the the BJP and the RSS, RSS um, yeah, the, the, these movements, right? And they're speaking about it openly. They're 
encouraging violence. They're getting away with violence. The, the, in some areas, the, gov- the government forces are not interceding, as yeah. you saw in Gujarat. I mean, imagine yeah. a Gujarat riots over the entire nation, essentially. I hope yeah. not. But uh, I think RSS, uh, I just want to add to uh, what he's saying, that uh, RSS has a picture of uh, some kind of Muslims. And they are okay with such Muslims. And they have set certain conditions, and you have to abide by this. Such Muslims are fine, and you are at mercy of the majority. They're very open about that. Stay in your own areas. Don't marry Hindus. Yeah. yeah. No, so, no, don't it's, a second, it's a second-class citizen. Mm. Right. The idea is to create a second-class citizen, and which is almost they were, you know, in many senses, were second-class citizens, but it's formally making a second-class citizen. Taking the Muslims' voting rights, there is also some parts which is going on. Uh, that is I mean, going it's, on. It's, it's just like in the U.S. with the the obedient Negro, right? Yeah, that's yeah. So then you you usually or you exactly that time and also not able to in U.S. you don't let them vote in many tries to create problems that they don't vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is happening now here? Is a, they know that it's a two hundred million Muslims. They are only except Kashmir. There are other places where they are not really concentrated in a particular provinces where the provinces are majority. So it is not the what you call it that the secessionist movements will not be bigger deal because it can't be because they are spread out. So it will be more of a local violences which will take place. Uh, the, the, I agree that the RSS has this idea of creating this first class, second class citizens or which uh, good Muslim or a bad Muslim or whatever they call it. But the kind of thing is that you never trust RSS completely. Uh, that's the problem is the RSS, I, I have kept on saying this RSS was the one which, uh, because many of the people believe that they, after Ram Temple or Babri Mosque, they will be fine. The northern mosque will not be attacked. But now the, all the countries, mosques all over the country, they are being targeted. So the RSS is a very, very, I, I want to use a okay. very bad word, but let's, let, it's, it's not, a, it's, it's, you, 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 you need to be careful of They're trusting RSS. It's not, never, it's not a trustworthy I mean, I mean, the, Hitler never said out loud, we're going to yeah. kill the Jews. Yeah, right. yeah. He, he was just. It was. Mm. He even said to the, to the uh, State Department official. He said like he he said he got a guarantee from Hitler that he wouldn't exterminate the Jews. They would just make sure that they weren't a threat to the German people. Uh, so that next m- movement comes not in the open, <laughs> straight straight away, but but rather in the shadows, right? And once you let the people becoming so anti or, or so violently mobilized in that sense. Right. It's very difficult to control these oh, people yeah, that's, because they have started believing themselves. They have started True. believing themselves that the Muslims are not human beings. True. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problem comes in. Yeah. And that's and that, that's uh, what this Hindu supremacist essentially had been accepting. Like it was at that point where we're like, we're talking about this. I can't see Muslims as individuals. They're part exactly. of a group. And uh, whenever Muslims in any country become a certain point, uh, percentage of the population, um, they start trying to take power. They start terror bombings. They start uh, mass uh, birth, uh, whatever it is, giving birth yeah. to many so that they become majorities. And then when they become majorities, they immediately start killing the other other groups. 
and uh, he's he just says that that's genetically in all muslims that's that's essentially his his viewpoint that's this him a hindu supremacist yeah. and um that that's the view of yeah that that's the language of genocide where it's yeah. like it's num it's a pure numbers game us versus them and we need to exterminate them before they exterminate us i mean the, we are in the process i'm not saying it's go it should happen or it's going to happen but this is a, this is something I mean it that's it's, it's, the red, it's the rhetoric taken to its utmost yeah. conclusion. That's that's the logical logical essential. We have all the indications that the country is going into that direction, and it is very important to remain aware of this rather than being surprised that this happened. Yeah. Uh, and so the but you need to remember that the two hundred million Muslims it's not a small number, yeah. and. Though, there will be a world will be a different place. I was going to say that, 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 that it won't happens. just be a genocide. This will be a civil war in that case, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I I hope to see a change in trend with uh, recent elections in Karnataka, where most of the exit poll predictions say BJP is not going to be in power. It will either be a coalition or mostly by the Congress. So these I'm are really local hoping, elections. Yeah, this is the yeah, state yeah. level elections, and then uh, that will be. Uh, leading to the uh, national level next year. Yeah, so. I mean, it's not like you don't have this in America too. You know, people talking uh, right below the level of, of Trump are talking about race wars and, and uh, white genocide and so on. Um, but the question is always, do you have enough people <laughs> that can step away from the brink that can say yeah. like, that, no, we're, we're not going that far, right? Exactly. Yes, we were, we, we, we were, caught in a certain yeah, madness a certain mm. time but mm. we wake up from it and we mm. realize that this is not um this is not who we want to be as a nation this is not what we want this is not the future we want so another uh, very uh, interesting thing about uh, indian social structure is uh, if you look at uh, a community a community consists of many religions mm -hmm. there are no uh, uh, religion specific community so mm -hmm. it may uh, it may have taken uh, you know t taken them made them carried away for a while but I am sure um, things will change and I can see I can see some kind of changes already because uh, I m to this ideology I lost most of my school school friends I think I spoke to you about that uh, most of my friends, uh, you know, are um, RSS BJP supporters, and I can't have a s normal conversation with them. Mm -hmm. I, my school school buddies, so it's like that. Now things are changing, falling in place, and I'm hopeful. Uh, are they the, are they changing the, their attitude towards you? Um, the, the the I can feel it. Mm. The conversations, there's no uh, openness. There's some kind of. Uh, you know, mis, uh, misunderstanding or some kind of a hesitation. So it's it's uh, it's quite evident. So they they can they can deny it, but I can feel it. So if it is felt, then it has to be there. Right? It can't be wrong. So yeah. there there seems to be some kind of change in the at in the atmosphere. Is what you're saying? Like hmm. there, and and also that looking at the social structure as a savior, I think it may it may you know save. And uh, people may get back their sanity. Just but the yeah. fact that that yeah. how long the, we know what what are you talking about? Muslims are like this. They're, I know people that are Muslim. They're not like this. Exactly. I know people that are Christian. They're not like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, now um, going into uh, the next question. 
So, uh, uh, yeah, getting back to the Gandhis. Anything? Oh, yeah. Time-wise. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, okay, so... Yeah. I, I, I guess the question just we had is, uh, do you think that the Congress Party can can make a comeback? Yeah, I mean, the Congress Party can make a comeback, but the thing is, it is all depends uh, how it can co combine the coalitions, uh, alliances, because Congress Party doesn't have a, a language yet or the kind of um, traction yet which will be giving it a comfortable majority on its own. Uh, it was because still, as I said, the country is highly divided, highly mobilized in this way. Even if uh, Karnataka, but Karnataka is southern part of India, so it's, it's, a, it's a large yeah. different that what's the northern west part is doing. Yeah. So I think it's we need to be careful that Congress has a, a major role. Congress is the major opposition still, whatever whoever says. Mm -hmm. Congress has the possibility, or the Congress is the should be the central force of these alliances, which will be, there is a possibility that they can be. It's not that because of uh, the Modi party has never got more than 35% vote, 35% votes. It's not that it will not be possible. It is possible, but the possibility is that, uh, my, I mean, I'm not, but that is not, as I keep on saying, it's a long-term process to get back to the country onto its uh, uh, basic uh, decency, basic civility, and that is, I don't know how long it will take. But I do think that if anything, if if we have some hope, we must have some hope that Congress party will form an alliances with like-minded parties and these kind of oppositions groups, which are different desperately in the, in the, I mean, there's, there are in the different parts of the country, they can come together at least for a time being to bring some sanity to the country. Just just one uh, last question. I wanted to ask you about uh, what's happening in Manipur, Mani, Manipur, Manipur? and uh, and uh, what what do you see any role uh, of uh, BJP there, and is it going to have an effect on the coming elections? Manipur is the northeastern part of India. It is a uh, it's a kind of state which is a very much uh, close to Myanmar, so it has uh, issues, but mostly the issue was a uh, tribal non-tribal issue the, uh, uh, or the indigenous people. We call, we call, in India, tribal is a word not uh, considered offensive like we do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry for using what for the, yeah, that's indigenous population. Uh, but they're all indigenous, but I think one, the major group is a Hindu, other group is a Christian, but the mm -hmm. thing is... Uh, uh, Okay, and I think when this conflict started, uh, I have been, um, if you look at it before in the Indian media, I have been sitting in Uppsala in my small office. I knew <laughs> what is going on in, uh, in Manipur state. I was uh, tweeting that this is what you need to be really careful. Indian media must come up, uh, inform this, what is happening. In I even said that Manipur is not in Mars. Please True. bring this news, but they didn't. Uh, finally, when Manipur really got into this kind of situation, because I have been also telling, because even people, those who are politically conscious in the mainland India, they sent me messages saying that, are you really serious? Are you really sure that it is going becoming a Hindu-Christian conflict? I said, look at the situation, because I, of course, I get some of the, it, it is because what has happened, this non-indigenous people, those who are in the, they are Hindus, 
the indigenous people are um, um, Christians. They wanted to do the non sorry non indigenous people uh, indigenous people legally so they can take the benefits and that really create problem. Why they wanted to do it because they are for their for the politics because if they make these Hindus they will gain the benefits. So it's RSS is very much involved there. If you look at the RSS documents, so it's a, it's but the question is in this case. It's the problem is that the Indian media is so controlled by the present regime. Neither it's it's a, such a hugely national issue. Fifties to sixty people died. There have been lots of around fifties to sixty churches were burned down, and churches. all these churches. yeah churches were burned down. But they were not being um, you know you you should bring this to notice. The country should be aware of it, uh, but that didn't happen. And I mean, frankly, I was so, I mean, I, I mean, in one sense, I was happy that I was tweeting about it, but I was so sad that the country, the, when the people are there, they do have their, I mean, they are journalists, they should really do their job. Why? It's not my job to to report this that this, this is what representation happened. yeah yeah so it's a, so it's a, so it's 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 unfortunate i think this is what really makes that's what saying the difference between europe or north america or america or india, india. Where the key institutions where the press press you, you look freedom. at the press freedom index this yes. just came out last week it is below taliban controlled afghanistan <laughs> and how on earth you can reach and you claim yourself a democracy you can't, I mean, so this is this is unfortunate, but this is a Hindu-Christian conflict. It was actually originally supposed to be an indigenous group, a non-indigenous group conflict, but when you are really making non-indigenous people, indigenous people for your political benefits and you're mobilizing them and you are attacking the Christian churches, of course it's a Hindu-Christian conflict. True. This is what it is. Yep. All right, well, thank you for your, thank you for your time. Uh, My pleasure. I wish I, we could chat for ages, but this is what yes. it is. Very, very interesting. Thank it, you and so it much shows very, very clearly this is, uh, there's always a, whenever a populist comes into power or a majoritarian autocrat comes into power, it's always an arms race between how quickly can they degrade the institutions and how quickly can the institutions work to be able to resist them long enough for the people to wake up, right? Yeah. And so that's the question of whether or not India will return to be become a democracy in any in in the near future or if it will move down the road of autocracy indian democracy is a global good it True. needs to be kept it needs to be uh, and only indians can do it yes it's unfortunate such a huge country uh, and uh, so so only indians can and should do it uh, though it's a global good. So this is a very uncomfortable situation. I don't think anyone anywhere can do anything in Indian situation. True. Uh, nobody will take the risk. I mean, that's a, even if anyone wants to really, no one wants to do this risk. So it's, it's, it's for Indians to save it. Yep, that's true. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you, you so both much both for your Indians. Time, Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Nice yeah. talking to you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Rhetorical Leadership Podcast. I hope you will join us again for the next episodes. And if you have enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review and sharing it with your friends.